That's something that my wife desperately wanted was to me be at home at night for our kids eating dinner, to be able to coach T-ball, to be able to go to their games, to not miss family events. I want that for you too. Hello, my friends, Kenny Stevens here and welcome to Rookie Real Estate, where your road to success begins right here and right now. Whether you're looking to transition from your day job to your dream job or you're on the road to your first 50 transactions, success is in the details, my friends, and we're going to unpack the fundamental principles required for you to thrive. Are you ready? Let's do this. Do you mind if I call you friends? No? Good. Because friends don't let friends do stupid stuff. Guys, I need you to subscribe to this podcast. If you subscribe on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, please go ahead and subscribe. This will help you get your week started right and will hopefully ensure that failure isn't an option. Look, I once heard a real estate coach say, There are over 200 million people on the internet at any given time, and over half of them are looking for something real estate related. Listen, there's no secret. I am a real estate agent. I'm in this every day, and I'm not a secret agent. I've never met a stranger, and I personally have spoken to hundreds of people about my real estate experiences. And then every now and again, somebody will ask me, what do you do? And I can always tell that they've dreamed of real estate because when they ask me that, their eyes kind of gloss over for just a minute as they recall the memory of experiencing or wanting to experience the real estate for themselves. Now, in our history as America, real estate has always been the fastest way to become a millionaire. Why wouldn't people dream about that? I tell people all the time, this is the best job in the world, but man, is it hard and a beast to break into. It will eat your lunch. There are times we'll work countless hours and have nothing to show for it. You're gonna unlock the door on thousands of homes, but only sell a percentage of them. Your vehicle will pass everything but a gas station. You'll ask for tires and brakes for Christmas and your birthday. You'll have to pay your own taxes quarterly. You'll become insurance broke People will not respect your time or your schedule. You might be called a liar. People are going to lie to you. People may yell at you and may make you so mad that you could almost cry. And worse yet, there may be times that you make somebody else cry. Be prepared to be second-guessed. Your friends will likely avoid you like the plague because they know you have no idea what you're doing. You will swear that some of your clients are psychopaths. Plan to be audited by the IRS. Not every home you put on the market will sell. You must be an expert at regulating emotions. Your own, your clients, and sometimes the agent on the other side of the transaction. You'll be expected to read your clients' minds. You will work while you're on vacation. People will ask you for your advice, even though they didn't hire you. You will pay thousands of dollars before you ever get a chance to make a dime. Did I mention that this profession was hard? That's just a short list of 20 reasons why I labeled this episode, Don't 
do it. Yep, the guy launching the Rookie Real Estate Podcast just said, don't do it. That's brilliant. Now, let's put this into perspective. I think we can all agree that, you know, a new workout program is difficult, right? You know that feeling you get when you start back at the gym. You can't move, everything hurts, and by dinner time, your arms are jello, and you feel like you've been hit by a Mack truck. Real estate is that kind of hard. It's a shock to your system. It's not normal. It's not like any other job that you've ever had. Your mind and your body aren't used to this level of strain, especially in the starting phases of it. Now, take that intense and sometimes painful shock to your system and imagine it lasting about three months. Three months. This is why they say nine out of 10 agents don't survive their first year. Three months, 90 days is a long time. Never, ever, ever call me or email me and accuse me of not telling you that this profession isn't hard. But hold on. Now stick with me. Let's hang on to this analogy just for a second. What happens when you wake up the next morning after that first workout and you make the choice to get out of bed even though it hurts? You, my friends, just push past the crowd. You mustered up the intestinal fortitude necessary to win. I'm not saying don't do real estate because I don't want the competition. My mentor is a billion dollar agent and he told me a long time ago, real estate is a large pie and there's lots of slices and enough to go around. Nine out of 10 people don't survive their first year because they have no idea what they're getting themselves into. My wife was already a full-time real estate agent, which means both of us were fixing to be working on a 100% commission. That truly is a definition of insanity. I had a five-year-old and a newborn when I transitioned. Failure was not an option for me. We had to figure out why nine out of 10 were not surviving their first year because I could not choke at this. I had to wake up every morning, look my wife in the eye, knowing that I had the ability or at least the drive to go out, kill something and drag it home. So here are a few things we figured out in the planning process because we don't do anything on a whim. People are rarely financially prepared for the transition. Now, you heard a guy named Dave Ramsey. This guy has built his whole empire on teaching people how to work with money because he too crashed and burned early on in his career. People don't know how to do a budget. And when you're getting ready to transition from your day job to your dream job and you can't do a budget, you have no idea if you can survive that first 90 days, that first three months. Some people can't even survive a week without a paycheck, much less 90 days. They don't have a personal budget. They don't know how to create a business budget. The licensing process costs three to $5,000, depending on what state you're in. People can smell desperation. When you get into this profession and you're sitting down in front of somebody across from their kitchen table and you're asking them if you can list their house for sale, their largest asset they've ever had, they can smell desperation if that's where you're at. 
It forces deals. You force deals that aren't in your client's best interest sometimes to go ahead and move forward because you've got to have that commission. A couple of years ago, I was working with an agent on a transaction and it was about Christmas time. It was supposed to close somewhere around the middle of December. And along the way, my seller decided that it's time to kill this deal. He doesn't want to move. He says, Kenny, how do you get me out of this without getting me sued? So we found a way. There are ways to get um, transactions killed and they're all legal and it's above board. But I called the agent, worked it out, and this agent called me back and she was devastated. She said, if this does not close December 15th, then I don't have money for Christmas. I could smell and feel it was it was just thick in the air on the phone that she was desperate and there was nothing I could do about it. My heart broke for her. But there's agents every day. There's people every day that transition into this job and they get to the point where they've got to have one closed. And if you're ever to that point, you're shooting yourself in the foot and you're also putting your clients in a great amount of risk. That's probably the biggest thing that keeps people from surviving in the launch, in the transition from their day job to their dream job. They don't have a budget. Now, fortunately for me, my wife, most of her torso is her security gland. It's the largest largest organ that she has in her entire body. And I was a police officer, had spent 13 years in law enforcement, wearing a uniform, protecting and serving every day. And as you can imagine, a lot of police officers don't make a great deal of money, but I wasn't in it for the money. I was in it because that's what I wanted to do ever since I was knee high to a grasshopper. I dreamed about it. My grandfather was in law enforcement. My mom was in law enforcement. Uh, My stepdad, law enforcement. My brother and I eventually got into law enforcement. We were true blue bloods down to the core, but I always still had this dream about something bigger, something that maybe produced more than just a police officer's salary. So we had to figure out a way for me to launch. Now, we saved up one year of my police salary. Now, $43,000 doesn't seem like a whole lot of money until you start trying to save it. So we eventually got to that amount. We put it aside so that way I can get an entire year to be able to launch without the pressure of selling one house. Now, fortunately for me, I did 18 transactions in my first six months. So I was able to save that and it worked out well. But I honestly think it's because desperate was not in my vocabulary. It did not pour out of my pores. I was able to go sit in front of somebody and do what's very best for them because I knew it was what's very best for them. And if I did that every single time, always did what's right, then it would pay off. And it did. So we'll dive in more as we get into rookie real estate and get into the logistics and diving in deep on some of these items. But really, the money factor is the first thing that either stops people from doing it in the first place, or if they do it, they did not plan correctly. And I don't want that to be you. You've got to know what it takes in order to survive. Now, the next thing that usually jumps out is people go, you know, I'll start part time you know, versus jumping out all in. So that way I can get my feet wet. I can learn it. In my humble opinion, there's no such thing as a part-time agent. 
Now, you may call yourself part-time and you may still carry your day job. In order to thrive in real estate, you are going to have to work full-time at it. And that just may mean you have two full-time jobs. Sometimes they People come into the office, you know, we're a large company here in the real uh, Franklin, Tennessee area. People come in, they want to interview for real estate. And usually the first couple of questions I ask have to do with their budget, what they can afford, and also what are their plans. And you get people coming in and go, you know, I want to be able to be at my kids' soccer games. And you know, that's exactly what you should be able to do as a real estate agent. You know, let's talk about the next thing that really keeps people from succeeding in real estate. And that's the mentality that they can transition from part-time into full-time real estate. Yes, that has happened. Sometimes agents are able to work their day job, get their real estate license, start out as part-time, get with a brokerage, start doing a few deals and get it done. As a whole, in my experience and what I've seen in order to truly thrive and to kill it, in real estate in your first year and survive that first difficult three months. Full-time is your very best option. Fully submerging yourself. In my humble opinion, there's truly no such thing as a part-time agent, even though you're saying you're part-time. You're gonna have a full-time job, a day job, and then real estate is also going to be a full-time job if you plan to thrive. It is not something that really can be done part-time it will consume all that you are now maybe that works out for you and you've got the ability to do that and that's great but in the mentality aspect of jumping into real estate if it's possible to wait and plan just a little bit more going full-time is going to give you so much more options to be able to survive and thrive your first year and sometimes there's a fine line between success and failure part-time versus full-time may be that breaking point for you. Really lay down a plan. How many hours? People come into my office and sit down and say, Kenny, I, I wanna be able to go to my kid's soccer game. I wanna be able to uh, coach uh, t-ball for my son. I wanna be able to do things I can't do now. I want the freedom of real estate. And yes, real estate is amazing when it comes to schedules. Uh, there's some pros and there's some cons and we'll dive deep into how to schedule and how to prioritize family time. That's something that my wife desperately wanted was to me be at home at night for our kids eating dinner, to be able to coach t-ball, to be able to go to their games, to not miss family events. I want that for you too, but I want it for you in a way that you can also be winning and not stressed out and losing your mind and putting your family in jeopardy so that you can be there. You can't jump into real estate and think I'm gonna work uh, nine to 12 on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then I'm gonna get into, I'm gonna pull full days on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I'm not working weekends. That is not reality in real estate. When do people wanna see houses? When are they able to bring you over and have you sit down at their table to do a listening appointment? It's probably gonna be on nights and weekends. Those are the times that you're going to be serving these families whenever they have jobs and need you to come in. And that's okay. There's going to be ways that you can get around not working every single night and every single weekend. And we'll dive into that. But you can't just assume launching right off the bat that you're going to put 15, 20 hours into real estate, make $150,000 a year, support your family, 
and it just doesn't work like that. It's a 60, 70, sometimes 80 hour a week job. Now all of that's not physical. Some of you have very physical jobs, but it is absolutely mental. It becomes who you are. Everything that you do from the time that you wake up and the time you go to sleep will be something related to real estate whenever you're a real estate agent. You're never truly, truly off. Now yes, my wife and I will go on vacation, we'll unplug, we have uh, great staff and other agents that will help us cover things while we're gone and we do the same thing for them when they're gone, but that takes a little bit of time. That's not your first 60 days. That's not your first six months and it's really honestly probably not your first year. You have got to plan to go all in, full time, the best you can on your first year in order to thrive, in order to win, in order to be able to create the schedule that you want and truly be able to do it. Now diving into the third thing that I want to talk about, it's education. Every single career that makes a great amount of money, people spend a lot of time learning how to do that before they ever get into it. You think of a doctor making, you know, out of med school and all the stuff they've got to go through, they're, they're going to be making $100,000 a year, 150, dollars and then two hundred, and then two fifty, dollars and then however high it goes up from there. But how long did they put in to learn to be able to do that? When you jump into real estate and people say, I want to make $100,000 my first year, that is absolutely possible. I have seen many, many people do it, but I've seen a lot more not do it. I've seen more not do it in the first five years. And I've seen those that do it in their first year. It's because they didn't have a plan. They did not continue to educate themselves all throughout the process before they get their license, while they're getting their license, after they get their license, as they're selling houses. They have to keep educating themselves. Doctors and lawyers and, and all these different professions go long periods of time learning to be an expert. They say in order to be an expert, it takes 10,000 hours. Guys, we don't have time to wait 10,000 hours to get a good paycheck in this profession. We've got to jump in, dive in hard, and learn every single day. It's a year-long, whenever I was a police officer, it was a year-long application process just to get into the academy. Once I was into the academy, it took 22 weeks to graduate the academy. That's almost six months from seven o'clock in the morning, and actually we got there at six, from seven o'clock in the morning until about five, and really, honestly, we didn't leave until about probably 5.30 or six. That was every single day, five days a week for six months. On the weekends, you're shining boots, ironing uniforms, studying for the next law test. It was intense for six months, 22 weeks. We lost over almost half of our class during that process. Once you graduate, they pin a badge on your shirt, they give you a gun, and you go get into a car with an FTO, a field training officer. You ride for another six months with a field training officer to make sure you don't screw up and you really do drive home what you learn in the process. After that, there's a year probation. So you got really two-year process before you can really pull your shoulders back and go, you know, I'm the police. And really at that point, you don't even notice the transition that occurred. That's the same thing in real estate. It's only a two-week degree, guys. In most states, it's a two-week degree to get your real estate license. But if you rely on those two weeks, you are going to be devastated as many have come before you have been devastated. 
But if your whole mentality is, I'm going to have my budget right. I'm going to put the time in it takes in order to be successful. I am going to learn everything there is to learn about real estate. I'm going all in. Your odds for success naturally are going to increase. Now, a state test and two weeks worth of class isn't necessarily information that you're going to need. You've got to figure out somebody that you can partner with, a brokerage, a mentor, taking classes, getting with a lender who provides uh, all kinds of free educational classes, figuring out designations to where you can go and listen to like uh, CRS, Certified Residential Specialist designation. They've got agents who are top producers that teach what they know, everything they know. They vomit it all over you so that you can learn what they're doing and try to Try to not do the mistakes that they did in the process. If you don't start that, the education process, you will be so far behind the learning curve that I'm not sure that you would be able to catch up because sometimes you're going to go in three weeks a month in from having your license and somebody actually picks up the phone and they say, yeah, come on out. I want to sell my house. And you walk in and you sit down at their table and they start asking you questions that you didn't even know were part of a real estate interview when it comes to a listing appointment. Don't be behind the curve. There are podcasts out there on listing appointments. There are podcasts. There's everything. You're going to learn that right here. There's ways to be ahead of the curve, not behind the curve. And you don't want to have that deer in the headlight look when you're sitting at a $400,000 listing, $12,000 worth of commissions on the table, and you don't know the answer to the question that they may ask. Don't be that guy or girl. is something that my wife and I interview three, four, five agents or potential agents every single month. And last year we hired two. Just to say that there's a lot of things that we look for and there's a lot of things a lot of brokerages look for when they're hiring agents. There's something inside of you, inside of successful agents. They're driven. They're self-motivated. There's an intrinsic passion that already exists inside of them. It's not anything that we can create or teach or even train them up to. It's something that is already inside of people and that's what we look for. I can't create that. I can't wake you up every morning and babysit you to be able to get you to the office earlier than 11.30 lunchtime. If you're at the office sometimes around here, nine o'clock it's time for lunch. Some people actually get started that early. But nobody cares in the grand scheme of things if you fail. This is, you're an independent contractor. Yes, you've got a broker and they want you to win and they're gonna pour a lot of stuff into you. But when it comes down to it, if you choose to fail and not get up in the morning, then ultimately they're gonna wash their hands of you. There's an intrinsic motivation drive, push, that failure is not an option and we cannot teach that. You've either got it or you don't. And I would much rather you realize right now whether or not you had that as opposed to go ahead and make the transition, 
put everything in your family on hold, go and launch into the real estate career and find out that month three, you don't like waking up and going to work. That's not the time to figure that out. It's best to do that on the front end. You're not gonna be punching a clock. There's few brokerages that require you to come in at certain times. Maybe you'll have a desk day, something along that lines, but you are literally an entrepreneur. You are self-employed, self-driven, no babysitters. This is all riding on your shoulders. If you know you're gonna be full-time, if you've saved the money necessary to make the launch and the jump, if you've committed to growing every single day, reading books, listening to podcasts, uh, going to classes, uh, being mentored by somebody, and you don't have the self-drive to get up and go kill something and drag it home every single day, this is not the job for you. And that's okay. Not everybody is designed to be in real estate. Not everybody is designed to be in sales. Yes. Go find a job that will allow you to have the time that you want with your family. Maybe you work an early morning shift versus an evening shift, something along that lines. Or maybe you work nights while your kids sleep and you can go to all their ball games. But don't get into a profession just for single bits of reasons. It's a whole business plan that you've got to lay out and then we will walk through with you so that you can create to figure out, is this the profession for me? Because, guys, there's a difference between a hobby and a profession, and that's called a paycheck. Dave Ramsey says, if you're doing something and you're not getting paid for it, guys, that's a hobby. That's what you do for fun. This is actually a profession where we want to make money, and it is 100% commission. There's nobody to go lean on and go, hey, can I get an advance? That's not this profession for you. But there are ways that if you prepare correctly, create the plan, get with somebody that feeds their agents so that they can thrive and creates an environment where they can win, then then you can have a chance. Look, I have probably already created about a million questions in your mind. I know where I was at when I was sitting in your shoes, listening to and growing from other people that were in the position that I'm in right now. If you have questions or you have feedback, please I'd love to answer those. Whatever app you're listening to, either email me or uh, some of the apps like Anchor, you can actually record your voice, ask it, and we can work it into these podcasts. I want to be able to be a resource so that you can get questions answered. Do that for me. Ask me your questions. Give me your feedback. We're going to work together. Your stories will actually feed and fuel this podcast. Now, I'm only really scratching the surface here. I'm trying to get you an idea and draw you a really big picture on what real estate could be. And in the process, I'm almost trying to talk you out of it because I want you to know that you know that you know that you can do this whenever you jump. That the plan is in place. You've put the time in. You know what it's going to take. It's scary. My wife and I actually, whenever we get ready to bring an agent on, we sit down with the the person that's coming on and their spouse if they have one because we need to know that the spouse is on board. We tell them this is going to be hard. All right. As I said in the opening jam session, this podcast exists to give you the tools necessary to thrive, to teach you what is necessary for you to not only survive, surviving is no fun, but to thrive. 
Don't do this if you plan to settle for average. You'll starve to death if being average is your goal. In my market here in Middle Tennessee, there's 14,000 agents right now in the greater Middle Tennessee area, Nashville, greater Middle Tennessee area. 14,000 agents, 7,000 last year, 2017, did not sell one house. They didn't, the best real estate market we've ever seen in my lifetime, in our lifetime, and they didn't sell one house. The other 7,000 averaged three. Three transactions a year, my friends. You will starve to death. You do not want to be average when it comes to real estate. I'll walk you through the steps necessary to transition successfully, and you'll go through your first 50 transactions because until you've closed, honestly, 50 to 100 transactions, there's stuff you haven't seen. You're still a rookie, and it's okay. There's no shame in being new. A lot of times, even now, I'll ask another agent on those sides, say, hey, look, you've been doing this for 30 years. Can you help me out? And people love helping new people. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared to tell somebody, hey, I'm new when it's on the other side of the transaction with another agent. Other agents have been there, especially good ones. They remember how hard it was. Don't necessarily go tell your clients, hey, this is my first day. But when it comes to the other side of the transaction, don't be hesitant. But until you can get through 50 transactions, uh, this isn't my first rodeo. I know how painful those first 50 are, and I want to get you through it. Uh, I tell you, I told you earlier, I interview and recruit and train and mentor people every day in this business. I actually go out and sell houses. I'm not the guy on the radio or the podcast that it's been 20 years since I've sold real estate. I'm doing this every single day. I feel the pains. I lose deals. Deals die that I was hoping would close. Houses, I just celebrating last week with Scott that I actually got a house in a contract that I honestly thought would never, ever sell and we've got it under contract. So I'm living these pains every single day. And I want to help you learn what I know so that you can get through those first 50 transactions. And then you can turn around and do what I'm doing to somebody else to get them through their first 50. To walk them through the absolute hardest times. Now across this podcast, you'll hear the word coaches. And you're going to see... Uh, There's about a million coaches, and I believe, honestly, everybody needs a coach. But when you're brand new, you don't necessarily have the budget to produce that for yourself. That's why you've got to find a mentor. Do not go at this alone. Find a, a company and a brokerage that will pour into you. And remember, these people are spending hours and hours and hours of their time so that you can succeed. Don't forget where you came from once you start getting really good at this. At some point after you launch you're going to struggle through the massive learning curve. You get through a few deals and you can see how the entire process works. You got to get through the first few and then one day it clicks. You wake up and you realize this is the best job in the world. That happens at different times for different people. I remember when it happened for me, and I'll tell that story in another podcast, but it was actually very eye-opening, and I pulled my shoulders back just a little bit, and I sat a little bit straighter, and I'm like, I can do this. I mean, I made a good decision for my family, and sometimes it was touch and go along the way, even though my wife was already in real estate, and I had what I call pillow talk with her. This is the time for pillow talk. You and me, 
minus the pillow. That's what the questions are for. Let's get your questions answered. Let's teach you what you need to know. I want to hear your story, your successes along the way, and your failures. Like I said, it's going to fuel this podcast. There's people that are where you're at right now and even past that that are going to be listening to this that if you tell your story, you're going to inspire them to get up tomorrow, even though they're sore and it's their first workout, and they're going to get up and they're going to do it again tomorrow. Your story could be the single mom barely surviving, fighting to put food on the table but she doesn't give up. What about the, the dad with four kids, at, uh, four kids at home and a stay-at-home wife that cannot see a way to transition from a job that he hates desperately but can't give it up because he's got mouths to feed? Your story could inspire him or her to go ahead and save a little bit more, to create the plan, to launch. Please share those stories. This isn't an industry providing a pathway for the American dream. You get to help people own a little piece of dirt here in your state in America, which has been the American dream for as long as I can remember. We get to help families literally fulfill their dreams of home ownership. This truly is the best job in the world if you can survive that first Sixty, ninety days, six months, one year. Don't be the statistics. Subscribe. Call me. Let me know what you need. What do you want an answer for? We can get you through it. Team up with somebody who's uh, successful in real estate. Don't hang your license with somebody who's not and who's just looking somebody to unlock doors for them. Do your research, background. We're going to talk about how to find a brokerage. We're going to get into all these logistics, but you have got to subscribe. You've got to wake up Monday morning and go, the first thing I'm listening to is rookie real estate because this dream is going to become a reality. Don't just jump. Don't let this become a nightmare. If you're still listening, let's do this right. Let's get together. I want you calling, sharing. I want you screaming at your 50th transaction so that everybody can celebrate with you and you can inspire the other ones to keep moving. I keep talking about being inspired because I remembered how hard it was and the little bit, the the minute, the most minute pieces of inspiration pushed me to keep going. It's possible, and together we can thrive. I'm going to be back next week to talk about why you're not going to want to miss it. Monday, you're going to hear about why. Now go, better your best. This is the Rookie Real Estate Podcast and edited by Scott Parker. All the content is written by me. Your host, Kenny Stevens. We're brought to you by DeSounds Real Estate in Franklin, Tennessee. See you next Monday.